go home. Go home. Go home. All right, guys, and welcome to the 17th episode of The Go Home Show. I am Eric Bedore, along with my best friend, my tag team partner, Brian Abushakra. Brian, how are you doing? I didn't give you a long intro because I felt like you didn't appreciate it the last three times I did it. I appreciate it. No, I think you didn't. No, I did. So there. <laughs> I am doing very well. That's great. We're, yeah. We are back after uh, our last episode, which was our paper review of Money in the Bank 2010. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of people write in about that show. Hopefully, you learned some things about 2010. Uh, as it was a time in the WWE where everyone was going, oh, I don't really know where we're going. What, 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 should, what should we do? Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of that. I feel like yeah. a lot of people were kind of putting their money on the wrong people, and uh, oh, that, yeah. that is evidenced by this last week as we missed a lot of news mm-hmm. and a lot of happenings in the world of professional wrestling in this last week. Brian, we missed 11 releases. Man. Let's rifle down. I'm just, you're gonna, you can give me one word about each person. Ready? Okay. okay. Drew McIntyre. Sad. Jinder Mahal. Hindered. Oksana. Uh, luck. <laughs> Kerr Hawkins. Who? Theodore Long. Aw. Camacho. Bummer. Brodus Clay. Funk. Evan Bourne. Dead. Yoshi, wow, Yoshitatsu. <laughs> Yoshitatsu. <laughs> Yakuza. <laughs> Referee Mark Harris. Uh. And JTG. Finally. <laughs> Uh, out of all those people, who are you most affected by? Who are you most bummed out about? Uh, Camacho. I agree. Yeah. Like, in all earnest, I would say, uh, gender to be funny, but no, I was really looking forward to see something with Camacho. I felt like he had a lot of upside, and I feel like he was in the middle of showing something. Yeah. He was in the middle of a feud, and then to have him release like that was really kind of weird. It was a bummer, but... Pretty crazy. I think a lot of those people are going to land on their feet, um... They're, they were all really young talents, so... Yeah, I think a lot of them We'll see were. them coming back. I think, I think Oksana's probably done with professional wrestling. I think so. I, I think you probably have a couple in there who are probably just like, yeah, whatever, I'll hang up my boots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you'll still see people who are going to go out and wrestle, and you can probably see them on your local indies if you guys want to yeah. go and experience your local independent wrestling circuit. Mm-hmm. You definitely should. Uh, I really, really recommend it because there's nothing better, I feel, than independent wrestling yeah. on a very local scale. It's a lot of fun. If it's yeah. done well, it is stellar. It's, yeah. I feel like it's better than what you see on WWE week in, week out. I agree. Because they only have one show a month, roughly. Yeah. And those shows have to be big enough to keep you coming back over and over again. Absolutely. So uh, go check them out on your indies. I'm sure you can go see Drew McIntyre if you're in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he'll probably want to go back, yeah. I assume. And uh, I just, man, I'm really bummed about Camacho. Yeah. Like, we talked him up so big, too, so I guess egg on our face. Uh, I guess so. I really thought he was going to be someone. So did so I. I. I have a feeling he'll go to Japan, and uh, he'll probably make a name for himself a little bit over there. I, f- I have a feeling he'll come back. That'd be nice. Yeah. Out of out of all those people, who do you think is probably most likely to come back? I would say it's probably Camacho. Huh, that's interesting. Just because everybody else, like, Kurt Hawkins, like, wasn't really doing much. I uh, feel like everyone else kind of had a shot on that roster. Yeah. Everyone else is on, like, the main show. Camacho never got brought up. No. Was never on the main show. No. I feel like he could definitely make an impact. Maybe later. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of odd that they, uh, released Brodus Clay, but I guess. I, yeah, they dropped the funk thing and then never really gave him a shot. I thought he was going to be a main event player. Apparently Nuh-uh, not. Apparently not. But, uh, you have joined us. If we are live streaming, we, mm-hmm. we are doing that from time to time. You have joined us in the Players Club edition of the Go Home Show. I don't know why you're laughing. No laughing in the Players Club. 
<laughs> we were watching some Raw from 2005, and Jonathan Coachman came out and said, play his club, Jonathan Coachman. What the fuck was the Players Club? I, I watched it that time, and I don't know what I the Players Club was. Yeah, did he have like a show, like uh, like a Piper's Pit highlight reel thing? I I feel like he had like a, didn't he have like a, a few lackeys or something? Like maybe, but I just remember. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he have like Vader and Gold Dust? Really? But, but that couldn't have been the Players Club. No, Brian. We are talking too much about 2005. But that is the Players Club edition yes. of the Go Home Show. Mm-hmm. Brian, let's get into more recent professional wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, the week that we missed, mm-hmm. uh, anything that struck you in professional wrestling? Uh, from the Raw mm-hmm. uh, from last week, mm-hmm. I really was excited to see uh, who uh, Goldust's new partner was going to yes, be. Yes, yeah, that was that was going to be the build for this week, mm-hmm. and, and that's going to be unveiled when we talk about Raw. Yeah. Anything else from last week? Oh, you, you better believe it's Seth Rollins. That is the hot topic. In professional wrestling Absolutely. right now. Everyone couldn't believe you had Seth Rollins turn. You thought that Dean Ambrose was going to turn. Mm-hmm. There was a time where you're like, Roman Reigns is going to split. Nope. Seth Rollins. And no one could believe it. I thought it was so well done. Yeah. I was like, jaw dropped. Yep. Holy shit. What a cool moment. That was also the Raw where Batista quit and waved like Miss America. It was great. I thought I that was it. I thought that was fantastic. That was like the best thing he did since he came yeah, back. Absolutely. Uh, so that Raw was really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's going to lead us all up into this week of professional wrestling. But Brian, let's jump right in. NXT, which I honestly like a lot more generally than Raw and SmackDown <laughs> on on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Do you, do you agree? Uh, I, I would say that uh, Raw's been getting better and better by each week. But mm-hmm. consistently, uh, mm-hmm. NXT's been a better show. I, I agree. I think NXT's great. So the beginning is an Adrian Neville-Tyson Kidd rematch package. Uh, Tyson Kidd comes out and he says, I feel like a gosh darn fool about not shaking your hand after that match. Give me another shot. Gosh darn fool. And uh, Neville says, I'll give you another shot. And mm-hmm. so that's going to be our main event for this week. But our first match mm-hmm. is going to be Bailey, Emma, and Paige against the BFF. Summer Ray returned last week, uh, interrupted uh, Charlotte's non-title match against Bailey. Mm-hmm. Charlotte still pulled out that win. But this week we got a six-woman tag match because uh, after that match... All the BFFs were beating up on Bailey, yeah. and then Emma and Paige made the save. Bailey was very excited. We have a six-woman tag match. Um, there is some dissension within the ranks of the BFFs. Yes, that is very sad. It is. Uh, Summer comes back, and all of a sudden, you know who's the best? Who's the queen? Charlotte. Yeah, Summer thinks that she's the one, and uh, Charlotte and Sasha believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. BFFs. I don't know if you noticed. All had matching gear. They did. They were all wearing red. I thought I that noticed. was very cool. They were all wearing blue on NXT from the previous week, too. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. a neat little touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were no tags to Summer Rae, no intentional tags to Summer Rae, uh-uh. uh, until Summer uh, kind of tags herself in later in the match. Right. My favorite part of the match is when Summer left to go take selfies with the crowd. Me too. I thought that was very funny. That was really, really funny. Um, Emma got the shit kicked out of her the Man. whole match. Like, the entire match was just her getting her ass beat. And then uh, there's a hot tag to Bailey. Yeah. And uh, Bailey comes around, beating up and beating up and beating up. And then uh, there's a little bit of Summer coming in, and they're all kind of a mishmash right. of who's who's in, who's out, who's getting knocked around. Summer gets knocked down, and then she doesn't leave the ring, so Charlotte kicks her out of the ring. She's like, get out of here, what are you doing? And when mm-hmm. she kicks her partner out of the ring, Bailey comes in for the roll-up, one, two, three. The BFFs walk away, hat in hand. They've been they've been destroyed by the new BFFs. Not the beautiful, fierce females, but the best friends forever. Now, they, uh, I thought it was a good outing for Emma and Bailey, yeah. and I think Paige was there, but I don't know if she did anything. She didn't really. She was just there. She was just there. She was the sixth person i yeah i i guess so i i was bummed because i feel like 
They went through all the trouble of taking the women's title off of her. Like, oh, hey, she's not going to be part of NXT anymore. And then she's right back down. Yeah, so I agree. I uh, agree. I don't it, like that. It's it's a little strange. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I thought this match was okay. I thought it was yeah. a good opener. It showed... Um, it furthered the storyline that was the dissension between all the BFFs and everything. So thought that was fine. That yeah. served its purpose. Uh, after that, there's a backstage promo where JBL is signing Mr. NXT <laughs> to a contract. Uh, Mr. NXT, who is now my favorite professional wrestler. Oh, me too. He's wearing a uh, Santo mask, except it's all white with white trim yes. around the eyes and the mouth. That looks like it's been made out of a t-shirt. Yeah, and it's weird because he – I couldn't put my finger on it, but he looked like somebody. And it was like – is bothering me. Yeah. Right after the Mr. NXT thing, uh, we got a backstage promo mm-hmm. with all the BFFs being catty cats backstage to each other. Me, wow, were they on fire. Uh, so they're they're being catty, and then Alexa Bliss walks in, being all tiny and pixie-like. Yep. And uh, she doesn't want to get in the middle of anything, but then she challenges Sasha Banks to a match. So uh, I guess she didn't want to get in the middle of something. I, I suppose so. It was, it was weird. That was, that was really strange, <laughs> but I guess it just moved something forward. Yeah. Um, I don't mind. Let's see Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I don't mind seeing more Alexa Bliss. Um, we had CJ Parker in the crowd with signs, waving them around and, uh, talking about the environment. Good job, CJ Parker. I, I love him. I love him as a heel. Yeah. I, you remember when he used to wrestle though? Yeah. Jesus, That's, man. He hasn't wrestled in at least two months. Yep. It's which, been a while. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of weird too, because I think he was starting to build something because the crowd hated him. Yep. And that's all you really need. So I, I wonder if maybe he's injured. Mm-hmm. It could be. I didn't even think about that. Um, so we had Colin Cassidy against Sylvester Lefelt with Marquel Louis, and uh, they're very French. Yes, they are. They are the most French. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvester Lefort needs a haircut because that is some frizzy. That's like remember when you grew your hair long in yeah. high school and yeah. it's like frizzy. Uh-huh. That's what his hair looks like. You just like. need some product in yeah, there, dude. That's like that's tough. It's just like puff. Yep. It's like a puffy cat. Yep. His hair. Sylvester Lefort's hair looks like a puffy cat. Yeah. In a ponytail, and he's like. He looks like he's 5'6". Yeah, he, well, you know what? He's pretty, like, swole. Dude, those guys are in good shape. Yeah, they are. Uh, Colin Cassidy just happens to be, like, legit seven feet. That guy's, yeah. oh I didn't realize God. how big he was until he stepped over the top rope, and oh then I went, God. oh, he's a big motherfucker. He's soft. He's going to, no, he's, he, well, yeah, he, he's like Charmin because he's on a roll. Yeah. But they're like Charmin because they're soft. Uh, See, that's uh-huh. the distinction uh-huh. between the two. So he's not soft. Mm. They're soft. Mm. He's on a roll. It's different. Okay. Uh, so Lafort is in great shape and gets uh, the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. He's uh, very beat down and very French. And then he uh, Cassidy hits the East River Crossing for the victory, the quick victory. But he keeps staring down Marcus Louis. Yep. Um, so I assume they're going to have a match. Next week, I, I guess. guess. Uh, but I hope that leads to uh, Enzo coming back who we haven't seen any of since NXT started on the network, but Enzo is great. Enzo is a great mouthpiece. That guy can talk. Yeah. It's great. So I'm very excited to see him come back, hopefully. Um, Tyson and Natty backstage. Tyson's doing push-ups, and Natty's like, I'm so excited to come down the ring with you. And he's like, it's not about that. And she's like, I know, I'm just excited. And he goes, I know, but it's not about that. And she says, I know, but I'm excited to come down to the ring with you. And then he says, I know, but it's not about that. And then I beat my head against a wall. Me too. Because that was awful. That was horrible. That was like... Stop it. Don't give Tommy Pickles time on the mic. <laughs> Why are you talking, Tommy Pickles? <laughs> Tommy Pickles did a lot of push-ups. Um, after that, had Aiden English backstage singing about how nobody knows the trouble he feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nobody knows his sorrow. Yep. But then we had a very old-timey strongman come out 
and he's just standing there with his with like his mustache and he's gonna and he walks off without saying anything comes back and lifts like a big like part of the stage yeah and in english is so impressed and he's like who who is that man so if you're not aware Uh they've been tagging on house shows as the vaudevillains oh it's it's like singing and like old-timey strongman i'm into it great i, I think, like it i think that's a great name and i think that's a great use for two guys who can be on the show and be entertaining he looks like young anthony kiedis yeah <laughs> he's gonna his finisher is called suck my kiss <laughs> uh aiden english like has the thinnest waist of a man oh i think i've God. ever seen in my life it's insane that guys jesus christ crazy looking so we had uh sammy zane coming out uh against mr nxt sammy zane skanks his way down to the ring uh, he's all about Ska and Real Big Fish and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones yeah. and Operation Ivy and whatever the fuck. I know Operation Ivy isn't a Ska band, two guys who got upset when I just said that. I understand, but he wears the fucking shirts. Yes, so relax. Does. Uh, <laughs> then Mr. NXT comes out, mm-hmm. who again looks familiar. Yeah. Those like, white tights. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've seen him somewhere. So the best chant that I've heard in a match like this is, you can't fool us, and then four people in the crowd chaining back, yes, he can. <laughs> Mr. NXT is Bo Dallas, who is very sad mm-hmm. that he is kicked out of NXT, but he's he's devised a plan <laughs> in his brain. Back. It's genius, and it's so funny, and so well executed. Oh, it was great. It was, it was definitely the highlight of the show. Absolutely. Uh, I thought this match was... Pretty good. Yeah. Sami Zayn mocks Bo Dallas, like, gives, oh, like, the God. thumbs up, and he says, like, Bo leave, yep. and, and everything like that, and, God, it was so good. It was a, it was great. Uh, oh, my God. Alex Riley versus Renee Young on commentary I'm had loving. me, had me rolling. She's really good. I thought that they were so funny and quick back and forth. Mm-hmm. They're like, she, Alex Riley saying, how can you tell who that is? He's wearing a mask. How can you tell? And she goes, I recognize his body. Three quarters of his body is uncovered to me. <laughs> I thought that was, was so good. She's good. I think she's permanent uh, NXT commentator. I, I hope so, because I thought she did a really good job. Yeah. Um, the best part of the match mm-hmm. is when Mr. NXT hits like a shoulder block or something. Right. And his celebration, he yells, I'm not Bo Dallas, <laughs> while raising <laughs> his arms. I'm not Bo Dallas. I oh guess my God. I figure most people could yell that. Yeah. Well, that. I'm not Bo Dallas. <laughs> uh, the ending of the match came where uh, Mr. NXT has Sami Zayn up on his shoulders mm-hmm. and tosses Sami Zayn off, but off with Sami Zayn goes Mr. NXT's mask, revealing, as nobody suspected, Better that it, it was Bo Dallas the whole time. And then uh, Sami Zayn hits the Huluva kick. Please stop calling it that. Uh, it's hell of a kick. Yes. It's obviously hell of a kick. Hell of a kick. Stop calling it Huluva kick. So... Hell of a kick, one, two, three. Sami Zayn walks up the ramp and then calls security down. And what what follows is probably the best segment ever in NXT history. I would agree with that. Bo Dallas running from campus security, getting <laughs> tackled, and yelling, they're kidnapping me, this is illegal. What the fuck? It was they so good. They touched my bum! <laughs> yelled out, they touched my bum! So... If you want, so they chase him around, they get him mm-hmm. out to the cart, they cart him off. There were more things you could watch. So on WWE's YouTube channel, well, yeah. actually on, on their Instagram, there was a little clip of Bo Dallas just yelling as they were driving off in their golf cart thing. Really? On WWE's YouTube, I don't know if you watched this. I didn't. There's like a three minute clip of Bo Dallas getting like driven away and he's yelling and he goes, I'm going to call the real police. Okay. Oh. I'm going to, and he stops and he goes, I'm going to escape now. 
I'm going to escape now. And he starts trying to escape and they keep holding him down. It's so good. You have to, you have to watch it. There's a part where he goes, I have to go to the bathroom. You have to let me out so I can go to the bathroom. I'm thirsty. I need something to drink. And they're holding him down and he just starts yelling, I can't breathe. I love, I love them trying to force him into the cart and he goes, can I have a sip of water? I want a sip of water. Brian, this video goes where they drive off. Uh-huh. Time passes and now it's nighttime. And Bo Dallas tries to return to fir- to Full Sail University and their arena, and they tackle and chase him all around. I have to watch this it's video. It's so good. Oh WWE's YouTube channel is fantastic. Definitely watch it. it. I can't get enough of Bo Dallas. He is so good at reading a room. He is. And we'll talk more about that on SmackDown. He he is my number one talent going somewhere on WWE right now. Agreed. I didn't believe that. Two or three months ago, no. I think I think that the sky is the limit for this guy right now. He he's figured out what the focus of the gimmick is, yep. and he's really committed he, to it. He found it, and it's it suited him, mm-hmm. and he's wearing it now, and it it's he's living it, and God, it's great. It was so good when the mask was torn off, and he mm. covered up his chest like a woman <laughs> in the shower. I was like, you, your chest has been exposed the whole goddamn time. But that's what makes him so good is doing those little things. It's it's, it's the nuance. Yes. So after the best segment on NXT, we got a rematch of Neville and Kid in a match that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Natty's husband chants right out the gate from the crowd. Um. Neville hits like a twisting spaceman plancha to the outside where Jeez. it's it's a forward dive with a twist so it ends with like a moonsault where he lands on his feet backwards. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, really great looking stuff. He's um, so fluid in the ring. He's incredible. He's I, great. Man, he, he just strings stuff together. They compared him to RVD during the match. Mm-hmm. He's so much better than RVD. He's, he's better than RVD now, but if you watch 90s RVD, I can see a lot of comparisons between really? the two because the way he flows and moves is really interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that's... RVD has been wrestling the same style for like a decade now and it's boring yeah and it's like okay we've moved on mm-hmm. I, I get it but we've moved on mm-hmm. uh adrian neville is is wrestling that kind of like fast-paced crazy style that rvd had that made a name for him i see in the 90s i think that's what they were talking about uh, tyson kidd hits adrian neville with i think every move tyson kidd has ever done in the wwe <laughs> and adrian neville kicks out of all of it yeah man uh, that blockbuster looks so fucking sick yes that flipping neck breaker yes. is awesome that's Buff Bagwell's Buff Blockbuster, nice. just so you know. Uh, it looked awesome. Then the elbow drop looked great. And then mm. it was just Tyson Kidd going like, what else can I do? Yeah. No idea what I can do. He goes out to grab a chair. Natty stops him and goes like, no, you can't use the chair. Mm. I'm your I'm your beautiful wife and you can't use the chair. <laughs> and then uh, that leads to him getting his head kicked off and then a uh, red arrow. And Natalia's like, whoops. Whoops. Any notes from that? Uh, yeah, they're, halfway through the match, or, like, right before the end of the match, the ref puts on some gloves. Did you notice that? I think someone might have been bleeding. Oh, okay. If you see that happen now, people uh, are bleeding. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like a state health regulation rule thing. Okay. Like that's a state I, boxing athletic commission type thing. That's what I figured it was yeah. from, but I, I, I figured I'd bring it up just, no, just I, in I'm, case other people I'm pretty sure know. that I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and you know what? I didn't <clears throat> notice that, but, uh, that means someone was probably bleeding. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Neville had... Uh, his mouth busted open or something. Oh, cool. Hopefully he lost more teeth. Yeah, seriously. With that damn mouth guard. <laughs> but, uh, Any yeah. other notes? Uh, Regal was gone this week. Yep. Uh, I I almost didn't notice because Renee Young was so good. Renee, Renee Young really stepped up and was really, really good. I really like her. I hope that they push her up to the main roster. Yep, I agree. Uh, replace Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other notes? Anything else? No, good NXT. Really good NXT just for the Bo Dallas stuff. Yes. Uh, we kick off SmackDown Red Hot. We got Jey Uso against Eric Rowan. Um, in a one-on-one match that lasted, I think, about four minutes. Um, 
Jay Uso gets a um Oh, did it start with a shield promo? It was a shield promo. So so here's the thing. When I watch this, mm-hmm. I'm watching a UK feed of it like a day later. Okay. Because I can't watch it the time that it goes up. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it on like watch wrestling and all during the sh- the show, they're showing um they're showing ads for like WWE is coming to the UK in November. So hey Brian, WWE is coming to the UK in November. I learned that. Oh good. Uh but in this, and I've and I've noticed this before, they start the show off differently. Instead of a promo, they generally start with a match. And it's almost always an Usos match. And I don't really? know why. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. Uh so then if we're going by American what mm. happened, American SmackDown, there's a shield promo. Right. Uh that is interrupted by Triple H. Dean Ambrose is talking and talking. Uh Triple H says Ambrose is in a money in the blank money in the bank qualifying match right. against uh, against Bray Wyatt tonight. Uh, Roman Reigns and the Wyatt family are banned from ringside, and Dean Ambrose needs to get to stepping because Roman Reigns is in a match where he's banned from ringside right now. And you've got some bad news for you. Is that a good impression of Triple H's impression of Bre- of Bad News Barrett? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, bad News Barrett makes his way out. Yes. And we get Bad News Barrett against Roman Reigns, uh, which did take place at that moment, correct? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Keep, keep me straight on this. Keep me honest. Cause yep. I'm, again, I'm watching the UK version. Um, good back and forth match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty good. Like moments that didn't, I didn't have like a ton of moments that like stood out to me. Uh, a couple of big kicks. Right. Uh, Reigns hit like his drop kick thing to the outside. Uh, other than that, nothing crazy until 3MB interferes. And then it made me go, oh, that's, they tape on Tuesdays. Oh, that's why 3MB. Oh, they Ooh, all got fired. Yeah. Bummer. That's sad. Yeah. McIntyre and Jinder, uh, one is hindered and one is just beat to shit. Yeah. And then, um, Wow, does Heath Slater get fucking split in half by a spear oh in midair? God. How awesome did that, that look? That looked awesome. He that's, caught him right off the steps. That's going to be a thing that you're going to see in, like, redone SmackDown intros mm-hmm. and highlight reels and uh-huh. stuff. You're going to see that spear. Yes. Because it looks so good on both ends. Giving and taking look fantastic. It looks wonderful. Uh, other than that, I think Bad News Bear, like, hightailed it out of there. and. Right. Uh, 3MB just got crushed, and, and Roman Reigns stood tall and put his fist out with no one else to touch fists with him. Yeah. It was a sad little moment. It was. Um, Brian, what was next? Because uh, I want to make sure that This right. was the Usos, the Usos match. Okay, so you had Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. I made sure to note that it was Jey Uso against Eric Rowan. Um, this match starts, and an Uso jumps to the outside. Right. And uh, Michael Cole says, Uso crazy. That is the lamest fucking <sighs> thing. They've been trying to say that for They like, have, and oh. it's so white. It's so white. Oh, God. One of them said it once, and they were like, yeah, let, uh, like, I feel like one of the Usos said it once, yep. like, to the other, and, and the commentators went, oh, that's good. Yep. Uh, it's not. Nope. Uh, this match lasts, again, about four minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowan hits a sit-outside slam STO. Tight move for the win. It's kind of like the East River Crossing, except instead of sitting out, he lays out. Yeah. Um, so he finishes, like, a rock bottom. Yes, he, yeah, a rock bottom or an STO. Yeah. Uh, looks really good, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, what do we get? Bo Dallas? Inspirational cool. Bo Dallas. Inspirational Bo Dallas comes down to the ring. JBL selling Bo Dallas is, like, the best thing. It's so good. It's so good. There's a moment in this match where Michael Cole goes, guess where he's been training? Lamb Bo Field. And then JBL goes... That's stupid, Michael. You don't have to make everything say Bo. That one little thing <laughs> made me go, that's great. Uh, this is perfect. This, this match, now, the beginning of this is what what I say when Bo Dallas knows how to read a room and, like, do something well. Oh, yeah. R-Truth comes down, and he's rapping, and Bo Dallas is, like, kind of dancing and, like, smiling and clapping along and, like, yelling what's <laughs> up. R-Truth yells, 
Green Bay makes some noise, and then Bo Dallas gets the mic, and he says, Green Bay, what's going on? And the crowd boos him out of the building. Oh, it was great! So now the match has begun, but before they lock up, Bo Dallas grabs R-Truth's hand and gives him what Michael Cole describes as a soul shake, which is just some, like, <laughs> hand shit. <laughs> great, great, great soul stuff. Soul shake. Uh, love Bo Dallas. <laughs> love the way he plays to the crowd. Uh, it ends with Bo Dallas hitting the running Bo Dog out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and he's seven and Bo. Seven and Bo. And he does a victory lap, and I believe. I will believe he, as well. He is so awesome. It's I, I love, Bo Dallas, I know you're listening to this. Please keep it up. Thank you, Bo. Uh, uh I, we believe in you, Bo. <laughs> Thank you for being as great as you are. Next we had, uh, Paul Heyman mm-hmm. and Antonio Cesaro in what I thought was a very cool promo. Yeah. Because it allowed Cesaro to talk. And it allowed Paul Heyman to be smarmy and shitty. Yes. It was Cesaro speaking and uh-huh. then Heyman translating. Right. And then Cesaro speaking and Heyman translating. And, and they keep doing that. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, they talk about how uh, Sheamus always talks about wanting a fight and then brings a small package to a fight. And how now Cesaro is going to just fight him. And his fists are taped up. Right. Um, Which I thought looked cool. It looked really cool. Uh so Seamus comes down, interrupts this promo, and then they just get to it. Yeah. Big fucking heavy hitting slugging. I love the way Cesaro like lefts and rights like those body shots. He really sells those he, body shots. He man. looks so good when he does it. Yeah. Um Seamus keeps like egging Cesaro on, like, yeah, come and get it. Yeah, come on, more. Yeah, yeah give me more. I thought that was really cool. I did too, yeah. Uh Cesaro jumping on Seamus twice in yeah. that match was really, really cool. It's a really stiff match. Mm-hmm. I love it, it was really strike heavy, which is something you don't see yep. a lot right now. Yep. And it was really cool to see that type of uh, bout instead of just like a straight wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, European-style wrestling match. Exactly. It was different. Swiss death on Sheamus, I will never get tired of. Yeah. It always looks and sounds so good. It's huge. Yep. It, it just looks giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a point where Sheamus goes to power slam Cesaro, but Cesaro kind of swings his body, reverses it, and gets a small package on Sheamus and walks <laughs> out with the win. And I thought that was great Yes, storytelling, great momentum, mm-hmm. great. Just both of these guys like hate each other type stuff, and they're both in the Money in the Bank uh, match yep. for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Bray Wyatt promo backstage where he talks about changing the world. Anything of note there? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I just feel like they did the whole Bray Wyatt John Cena thing, and they shouldn't have. There you go. That, that that's all it is. It's it's his path hasn't been stopped, which was the whole point of John Cena being up against him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, now he's reborn, so I guess we can just wipe away what we just saw. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Yep. Uh, it's it's that draw of, like, post-WrestleMania, pre-SummerSlam, where yeah. you're still trying to figure out where everyone's going. Exactly. Uh, and I feel like that's what uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt's been kind of suffering from that for, like, the last couple weeks. And I feel like that also tied into uh, the Daniel, Daniel Bryan injury. Yeah. I feel like... I, I agree. I feel like he didn't get injured at WrestleMania, but they didn't realize how bad his mm-hmm. injury was until after WrestleMania. Yeah. And so they had to scramble to put things together. To kind of figure out who's going where. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Rose and Fandango next. Fandango comes out with Layla. Adam Rose comes out with his giant sunglasses. Yeah. And his exotic express. Fandango is very aggressive in this match. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Adam Rose hits the party foul for yeah. the win. And he walks off with the exotic express. I noted, I guess we can see if Adam Rose is going to win or not based on if the exotic express is sticking around. I guess you're right. It's like Kane. It used to be like Kane shooting off fire before the yeah. match meant he's going to lose because he's He's not going to do it post-match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how you could tell before if Kane was going to win or lose. Now, Adam Rose, you can tell if he's going to win or lose because there's an exotic express hanging out on the ramp 
or not. That's going to be something we'll have to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So oh, the Exotics Express leaves, but wait, there's one chicken in a yeah. in a what is it? Uh, like a poncho hanging out and then revealed to be a very hot looking summer ray. Yeah. Uh, she, looked, she looked good. That was funny. She looked really good in all black. Yeah. Uh, that was really different. Uh, she attacks Layla and mm-hmm. they fight and 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 fight. And, uh, I love Summer Ray's theme song. Me too. I think it's great. I think it's a great theme song. I think it's cool. Uh, there's it's nothing wrong really with Really catchy. Yep. Uh, any other notes from that? I, I, these matches, uh, because they had a repeat, a return match yeah. on Raw, they're not even matches. No, they're not. They're, they're like 30 seconds of, all right, Adam Rose is going to win. Yep. Pretty much. So. There you go. Uh, next we got Swagger and Big E. Uh, it's really aggressive from the get-go. Swagger, and I loved it. Swagger was like on fire, like beating the shit out of Big E, and it was just like big slugging hits. It was really cool. It reminded me of uh, 2010 Swagger, where yep. he wrestled way more intense, yep. which is how I like Swagger. Yep, I agree. Uh, Lana interrupts yeah. and talks about... It's yelling in Russian and stuff, mm-hmm. and Zeb Coulter goes up and, like, negs her off. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, go home. You get out. I love Zeb Scram. Apes. It's like what you do to a Shoot cat. Apes. <laughs> uh, so, is there going to be a Zeb Coulter, like, Jack Swagger face turn? Maybe. Some USA Real American type stuff? That'd be a good idea. That's interesting. So, uh, Coulter runs off Lana, mm-hmm. and then uh, Swagger goes for a Swagger Bomb and a down to Big E Langston, and Big E catches him in the big ending for the win. I thought that was a cool little finishing sequence. Yeah. Uh, any other notes from that? No, I'm just really excited to see what they do with Jack Swagger, because it feels like they're about to do something with him, yep. but they just don't know what. I agree. Um, this next thing was really fast. Alicia Fox and, Ox- and Oksana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote Oksana and then drew an unhappy face because she got fired. Yeah, especially because she had a pretty decent match. Yeah, it was, yeah she's. Uh, I thought she was okay in the ring. I yeah. thought she had come leaps and bounds where she used to be. Oh, my God. Um, Alicia has a new finisher. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a famouser from the person being in like a crouching position huh. or like a kneeling position. It's like an it's like Alberto's... Alberto Del Rio's cross arm breaker setup where it's like the turn right. to get them over, but they go face first with her leg on the back of their head, so they go face first down. So it's almost like a famouser. Hmm. That was the end of that match. Yep. That was nothing else of note. It was just super fast. Yeah. Alicia Fox went, ah, and that was it. That was it. Yep. She high- She picked up Oksana's hand and started high-fiving it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, Ambrose and Bray Wyatt in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. Uh, Wyatt hits an STO mm-hmm. on uh, Ambrose on the apron edge Ugh. near the beginning of the match, and then Dean Ambrose is selling that shoulder to the rest of the match. Yeah. Dean Ambrose is selling that shoulder perfectly the rest of that match. So well. I thought that was really, really cool. Two um, lunatics going at each other. It looked fucking crazy. Really liked this match. Yes. It was a very cool, like, fresh matchup. Yes. They work really, really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ambrose sold the shoulder really, really well. I, I like that Ambrose is using Nigel McGuinness's rebound clothesline. Nigel McGuinness from Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, it's that outside and then come back and slam him with that clothesline. Looks cool. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, there's a good comeback for Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt starts selling his offense really well. Yeah. Both guys look pretty like exhausted by the end of this match, mm-hmm. uh, which was good storytelling. Dean Ambrose hits dirty deeds and, uh, he's going for it. They should call it Dean's dirty deeds and call it 3d because no one has called anything 3d before. Right. That's a little wrestling humor. Uh, <laughs> he hits dirty deeds, but then Seth Rollins comes out in his gray suit and he says, Hey, Kevin, look at me, Dean Ambrose. That's my Seth Rollins. It's pretty good. Thank you. And then Dean Ambrose looks at him and then chases him, and then uh, he gets Sister Abigail, and Bray Wyatt is now in the Money in the Bank World Heavyweight title match. Yeah, future WWE Money in the Bank. champion. 
he's not going to win. Yeah, he is. We're, me and Brian have talked about this, but we'll get to it at the end of the show. We're trying to pick who's going to win in this match because mm-hmm. not everyone's set in it yet. Mm-hmm. But Brian's like, yeah, it'll be Cesaro. Yeah, it'll be Roman Reigns. Yeah, it'll be Bray Wyatt. It's all pe- it won't be any of those It's all guys. people I know better will not win, <laughs> but I just keep saying, no, it's going to be him. There's then, no way it's going to be any of those guys. We'll get to it later when we, when we get to that part on Raw. It's bullshit. Any other notes from SmackDown? Uh, no, I just, there was a lot of fresh matchups mm-hmm. in both of these shows, and I'm really happy that they're not just the same five people doing the same, like, or the same five matches with the same ten people. I, I agree. I agree. And I, I feel like, I feel like SmackDown is becoming more of an important show, hopefully, yes. over, like, the next few weeks, months, whatever. I had heard something, uh, I think it was Triple H had said that he felt like biggest problem with wwe right now is that there isn't a cohesive story between the two shows there's not and that that's one of the reasons why people aren't flocking to the wwe yep. network because their flagship products aren't showing a yep. cohesive story why would you go for their yep. so here's the thing that bothers me about the wwe mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily that there's no cohesive story in like their like Raw and SmackDown, there's no cohesion with anything they do outside of that. Mm. You have like Cody Rhodes doing stuff with his wife on like WWE's YouTube, and then you have like the JBL and Cole show, which doesn't do have anything to do with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. It, the best example of this is Daniel Bryan being the Dazzler. That was funny. Yeah. If you if you knew to watch for it and everything, then it was funny. But they didn't do anything with it with Raw and SmackDown. Mm. So what's the fucking point? Right. You you just have like these non-cohesive elements and people go, well, that's fun. Right. But it's not going anywhere. So what's the fucking point? Exactly. So there's no cohesion with like their entire universe. Especially it, since they go so far as to call it the it, exactly. universe. And so they need to have someone like rein that in where if you're going to do a, like a WWE YouTube show. Right. Clear it with people to be like, no, you can't have Bad News Barrett because he's a fucking bad guy and it doesn't make sense for him to be hanging out with Cody Rhodes, who's a good guy, or right. whatever. Like, have some kind of thought-out plan. Absolutely. It, and it really feels like they think no one's really watching the YouTube, so they're like, ah, whatever, we'll just put whatever on it. A lot of people are watching the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, their YouTube channel has subscribers and people that watch it and people that comment on it. Yeah. And when you're when you have no cohesion with that into like your regular shows, I it all just feels like fruitless. It does. It just feels like you're dro- like you're throwing the ball up to see who who will grab it, but then you're like not reaching for it yourself. You're just like, yeah, okay, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Here, just go do whatever you want. And it really sucks. It does. I I just I'm bummed by that. So, whatever. Mm. Um raw Raw starts out with a critical announcement by the authority, Brian. This is crucial. Yes. All of the WWE superstars are out on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Except Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, I think. They're not yeah. out there. Yeah, and Seth Rollins. And, oh, no, no, Seth, Seth, Rollins, Rollins, was Seth Rollins was out there. So the authority says, we have, very, this is very important, The battle ro- there's a battle royale tonight uh-huh. for a spot in the Money in the Bank World Heavyweight Championship match. Crazy. Yeah. Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, you're not in it crazy you suck and then it's like oh boo and john cena you're not in it either and the crowd went yay i was happy yeah i'm okay with that uh cena instead Mm -hmm. will have a qualifying match with kane right tonight on raw and it's a stretcher match the first one in 10 years they've been touting here's the thing about stretcher matches i don't like them me neither they're 
so boring. they're hackney and weird and like so formulaic. Yes. No one's done anything interesting with one in like a long time. That's why we haven't had one in ten years. But we've we've had them since on pay-per-views, but like on Raw, you just know how it's gonna go. Yeah. So whatever. It eh. I just don't like gimmicky matches like that. I agree. Where you have to win by like a casket match. Yeah. Or they're all the same. It's like uh, this isn't a real uh, it's just not interesting to me. I, I, I agree. Say. I agree. And and I think people got excited for it. You know what? If I was there live, if I was there live, I bet I would get excited for it just because it's something that you don't see at every Raw. Absolutely. But watching it on TV at home, I'm like not into it. No. At all. Especially because it's Cena and Kane. Right. Why isn't Kane automatically in the World Heavyweight Championship match? Absolutely. Because he was already in the World Heavyweight Championship match. So take him and then put him yeah. in the match. It doesn't make sense because Kane wasn't going to win it if you if it was going to be that well, way. Well, of of course, so. but but if you're touting him as like this big guy, yeah, the demon, yeah, then you need to have him in it. But now he has to qualify for it. But he did his job of taking out Daniel Bryan. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. It just it, it all didn't. seemed really silly. And then when they said John Cena against Kane in the qualifier, it was like, well, it's not like John Cena's going to fucking lose. Yeah, he's not going to lose to Kane. No, that's not. Come on. So whatever. I just was not excited. For yeah. That. Um, we got Ziggler against Rollins. Yeah. Uh, I did note again, I think this is their third meetup. Yeah. And, uh, I think they had one on SmackDown, one on main event, and now one on Raw. So, oh, yeah. um, I guess we'll have one on Superstars and just cover all the shows. Why not? Fuck it. But I don't mind. They work well together. I agree, but I don't want to see the same matches over no, and I, over because I, I feel like th- what we're talking about with cohesion and everything, I feel like that is them going, well, nobody saw it on SmackDown, so just put it on Raw. Well, they didn't, nobody saw it on main event, just put it on Raw. Yeah. So, and that's what they've been, I mean, WWE is super guilty of doing that yes. for like the last oh two God. years. Just over and over. It's mm-hmm. like, would you, did we have something pretty good on SmackDown? Yeah, book it on Raw, whatever, fuck it. People see it there. Yeah. Um, the crowd was so fucking hot for Ziggler. They were red hot Which for is Ziggler. Good. Uh, that is, that's his hometown. He's from Cleveland. Yeah. So that, that's his hometown. It's the one time of year he's built, he was built from Cleveland, Ohio. Was night. he? Yeah. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. He's always from Hollywood, Florida. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, really good match made even better by a hot crowd. Yes. The crowd being hot was like, oh, super into it. All yeah. the near falls were like, ah, oh, ooh, ah. There were ooh. a lot of near falls. Yep. All night, not just in this match, but there was a lot of good storytelling in yep. wrestling. Uh, this match felt and looked and had that, like, sound of a main event. Yeah. Everything about it was like, this should have been, in, like, the end of hour three on Raw. Yes. It was like, it was that big. Yeah. It felt that huge. It was really good. Um, it's a great counter for counter match where the guys, this guy's doing this and then it's back and then it's back yeah. and forth and the other way and then we keep going and it builds and builds and builds and builds. And then Dean Ambrose came out with his jeans and, uh, his and his wife Peter and, and started beating on, uh, Ambrose, but Ambrose gets away. And then Triple H goes, oh, Seth Rollins cuts a promo about, I'm going to beat you up. Yep. And then Triple H goes, oh, I got some bad news for you. Is that good? Yep. Thank you. Uh-huh. And Bad News Barrett comes out. He is now the hitman of the authority, I, I like guess. It. And that's how the commentary was putting him over. Oh, anyway. uh, God, don't get us <clears> hurt <throat> on that commentary. <laughs> uh, not exceptionally good this uh, tonight. Exceptionally bad. Yeah. Uh, Ambrose looked funny wrestling in jeans, but I think I think most people do. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird. Not John Cena. That doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> bad News Barrett uh, clothesline to Ambrose when Ambrose is on the top rope and going to like the outside. Oh, my God. I thought God. that was really cool. And then that re-aggravates the shoulder, the shoulder from yeah. SmackDown. And I thought Ambrose did a great job of selling that shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tornado DDT by Ambrose was awesome. I thought that Man. looked great. Um, he's like 
trying to shake that shoulder off. I thought the ref was really loud in this match. I don't know if you noticed that. The ref was like screaming and like yelling and like being real, real, real loud. Yeah. yeah so it was like a little strange. Yeah, it was. Just, it was. Whatever. And then uh, Rollins comes in and distracts Ambrose. And then uh, Ambrose dives on Bad News Barrett and Rollins to the outside. It's awesome. Ambrose gets counted out uh, when he goes to chase Rollins to the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then Bad News Barrett is celebrating and Ambrose jumps him from behind. And uh, Ambrose has new music. Did you notice that? Yes. So did Rollins. Yeah, well, uh, Roll- Rollins had ago. that. Rollins had that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but Ambrose had new music. Yeah, uh, a lot of people got new music tonight, um, and I think including Reigns. No, he came out to Shield. I think it was slightly different. Was it? I didn't notice. Yeah, hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other notes from that match? Um, I would just I'm I noticed that the uh, this was the second match uh-huh. that ended in uh, no pinfall or yeah. submission. Yep. So that was really weird, but I liked <laughs> I liked that it was one match rolls into another match, which had to do with the first match. Mm. So I liked the the storytelling. Everything there. in Raw felt very organic. Mm-hmm. I thought this Raw was exceptional in the way that it flowed. Yeah, there was a lot of backstage stuff. There was a lot of promo stuff, but the wrestling was like the star. Yeah, you had like long breathing yeah. matches where people could like really sink their teeth into a lot of what was going on. Yeah, and I thought that was very very cool. And it had like some stuff that carried over from one segment to the next mm-hmm. and rolled into the other thing. And it really felt like it was shot different too. I I agree, and I feel like you, it it was trying not to be stuff that was like, hey, we're just gonna put all the announcements at like the top of the hour. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you had stuff that rolled and rolled and rolled, especially in that first hour. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. Uh, Roman Reigns is backstage with Vicky Guerrero. He's flirting with Vicky Guerrero and right. saying, put me in the Battle Royale. Yeah. You're so, you're so beautiful in your Guerrero. And, uh, <laughs> then, uh, she has coffee for the authority and he's like, you know, they like sweetener. And she's like, ah, oh, and she runs off to go get it. And Roman Reigns spikes their drinks. Yep. And then Vicky comes back and sneezes on the drinks and goes, eh, fuck it. And then brings them their drinks anyway. I thought that moment was yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, the Wyatts come out for a promo. The Wyatt family versus the Usos yeah. uh, for or the tag titles that Money in the Bank is made. How do you feel about yes. that match? Yeah. I'm really excited. I think you're going to see Luke Harper putting on a hell of a match with three other guys who put on a pretty good match. Yes, I agree. Luke Harper is going to carry that match into something really awesome. I am really excited to watch that. Yep. Very, very cool. Yeah. Really excited. Uh, the promo is about being powerful, about how power is the downfall of man. And, yeah. And how he wants power and having the championship is power and all this stuff. So Seamus interrupts and we get Seamus versus Bray Wyatt. And this is what we were talking about, how it's organic and it flows. These things end and then another thing happens on top of it. And we right. have just like a flow into like the next segment, into right. like the next piece of the show. So I thought that was very cool. Yes. Um, Except for Seamus sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that- that's true. He comes out and it's just like pulls all the gas out of the engine. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's what he does. Eh. So I I noted Bray and Sheamus. Uh, my first note is that everything on Raw feels very fluid. Yeah. Next, when JBL is allowed to go full heel, I like the commentary more. Me too. But then that makes Mike, but that makes Michael Cole feel like he has to try harder at something. So like God, later, no. so here's the thing: when JBL goes full heel, it's fun. But then Michael feel, Michael Cole feels like he has to compensate later, I guess, and like it all goes to fucking pot. It's just it. awful. I hate it. It's it's JBL says something, and then they all try to prove him wrong. And it's like stop focusing on the one thing he said. Yep. Because JBL's so good at being a heel mm-hmm. that you just have to nitpick. Yep. So it just seems pithy and stupid, yep. and what, I don't want to hear it. What you have to do is move on. Yes. And that that's what Jr. and King did so well. Mm-hmm. Jr. Jr. would say something. 
King would talk about how great the heel was, and then JR would just, uh, and then move. Exactly. Move on to, like, the it, next thing. Because it's like talking to an idiot. You're not going to convince them otherwise. And that's the point of having a heel commentator. Exactly. Is so you at home can go, Arr! Yes. But when Michael Cole just keeps hanging up on, like, these pieces, it's just like, hey, you have to stop, man. And, and, and there was a thing earlier on the, in, in the night, like, it was right after the big announcement, and, uh, you know, Michael Cole's talking about, like, we're going to have a stretcher match, and I don't really understand all of this. And then uh, JBL just goes, who cares? We're having and a stretcher, stretcher match. match. It's the first one we've had in years. Yeah. And you just – and they had the, the, the freaking camera on Cole, and you just see him roll his eyes and get upset. And I'm like, what? Then don't be here. Yeah, because I thought that I thought that was a great moment by JBL yeah. putting over – one, it puts over that match. Right. And two – it keeps him a heel because it's like, you're pushing aside all the stuff that we hate. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I thought that was really good. I thought, again, when JBL is full heel, it's so interesting. Yes. But, uh, everyone else sucks. Oh, there you go. Uh, this match, the Bray Wyatt Sheamus match is a fucking heavy duty slugfest. Man. Uh, Sheamus hits a very ugly neck breaker kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. towards the beginning of the match. Really? I, I feel like that was a miscommunication about what was going to be going on where. Yeah. The Usos come down for backup when, uh, the Wyatt family gets a little too close to Sheamus, and Sheamus goes, Oi, you want to fight, fellas? Yeah, I'm going to fight. Oh, you then? Cunts. Cunts. They say that. It's a Rogue. Okay. <laughs> uh, there are CM Punk chants. Shut the fuck up. If you're at a WWE event and you chant CM Punk, shut the fuck up. Uh, what are you doing? Have, have we mentioned on this show, or have I mentioned on this show, like, CM Punk chants make me never want him to come back. There you go. And not because of him, but because of the fans. Yeah. Like, I just, the biggest thing he could ever do is never come back just as a fuck you. Mm-hmm. Because that's not why he was there. So fuck off. Yep. There you go. There's a power slam by Sheamus that looked really good. Yeah. Uh, Harper and Rowan interfere, and that brings apart the end of the match. Sheamus hits a rolling senton to Bray on the outside, and then the Usos and uh, Sheamus take out the Wyatts on the inside with a ladder. Man. Then they set up a ladder. Oh. Sheamus is like holding it against the ropes, like laying underneath it, and then both the Usos brave walking on that fucking thing yeah. to jump oh off God. onto the Wyatts in a spot that looked okay, but also at the same time, I was scared as shit that someone's gonna break their fucking neck. Oh my God. Ugh. <laughs> it it just was so not, nervous. It was just not meant for that. But it was, you know what? Whatever, they're trying something <laughs> different. Yep. I like it. Yep. Uh,. So I guess the Usos just come in and hang out with other people who are feuding with the with the Wyatts. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. It works. It doesn't matter. They're on top. Um, Vicky, in the backstage segment, gives the authority their coffee, but spills Triple H's so Triple H doesn't get any of the sickness drug. Yes. Uh, Steph- Stephanie, for the rest of the night, will be shown on camera drinking coffee the way she never has in the history of professional wrestling. I loved it. <laughs> holding the cup and then holding the straw. <laughs> it was like... Nobody drinks like this. And and also, nobody drinks on camera. No. And what I loved about this was how goofy they were being. It was so weird. It was weird because they're supposed to be the, the authority. And just a week ago, they were like the iron authority. Yeah. And this week, they're kind of like the DX authority. Yeah, they're, they're kind, they do like this wishy-washy thing. And I think this is Triple H is doing. Yeah. Where it's like, well, you got to be a heel. Well, yeah, but I kind of want to be goofy. All right, then fucking be goofy. I don't know. So it's that. Yeah. Uh. We go to commercial, we come back, Stephanie drinks uh, the coffee in the middle of a promo with Renee Young, which is weird, and then uh, she runs off, and then Paul Heyman comes on screen, and he starts giving us spoilers. Yes. Paul Heyman, don't fucking spoil he anything. spoiled WrestleMania 30. Don't! Right? He spoiled it! Now he's spoiled, in my belief, this is why I think Cesaro's gonna win. Uh-huh. He spoiled Money in the Bank. He said that he said he was gonna win. Spoilers. That's a spoiler. Uh, 
Heath Slater is in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's the one man band, as noted by JBL, as uh, Jinder has been hindered and Drew McIntyre is fired as well. Yeah. Uh, Lana comes out, and uh, there's a Lana promo. There is a Slater promo. And then Slater is killed by Rusev. But is Slater a face now? I think he might be. Okay, why not? You know, you works know for enough, me. enough moth to say his shirt. Yep. It's time for him to be a face. Yeah, it works for me. Uh, Stephanie is backstage throwing up and then throws up on Vi- on Vicky Guerrero. Poor Vicky. Poor, poor Vicky. Go to commercial, we come back. Reigns is checking on Vicky, who goes, "You, they, they're probably going to fire you next week for what they did to the co- for what you did to the coffee. So you should just put me in the Battle Royal. And she goes, okay. And yeah. she puts him in the Battle Royal. Wow, Roman Reigns, that worked out exactly the way you planned. He's he's smart. Maybe Ooh. he's the architect. Ooh. Ooh. Next we have uh, Kevin Hart, who's backstage and invited on to the Exotic Express by David Spade's impression of Tom Petty. What the fuck is that? What? In the 90s, David Spade on SNL did an impression of Tom Petty where he had giant sunglasses and that kind of hat. Oh, yeah. And he looked, and he was supposed to be Tom Petty. That's exactly how Adam Rose is dressed. <laughs> and I was just watching it going... This is an SNL sketch. I'm watching an SNL sketch. Kevin uh, Hart comes down and he is on commentary for our next matchup, mm-hmm. which is Fondango and Layla against Summer and Adam Rose. Yeah. Why we need this, I don't know, but it is exactly what you said. 30 seconds of Adam Rose is going to win. Yep. And then that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Rose hits the party foul on Fondango while they try to do, try to do commentary on yep. this match. Oh yeah. And, uh, then Kevin Hart. Joins the Exotic Express. Yeah, with an awesome t-shirt, or whatever you what would call it. What was that? I don't know, but I think my favorite commenting of the night was JBL saying, I thought that was fair and square to drop a woman on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I had to, I was watching it, like, on, on TV, and I had to pause it, because yeah. I was laughing so hard. That's fair and square to drop a woman on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and nothing of note on that match, right? Anything? Mm, uh, no, but uh, I do want to make sure everybody knows... Uh, Check your uh, Regal Cinemas. Uh, JBL will be sneaking in <laughs> to this movie. I forgot the name of it, so obviously this promotion didn't work. But he wanted you to know he's going to sneak into the movie because you'll still see it. <laughs> there you go. JBL, full heel. I love it. Um, we have a Battle Royale next. Um, I don't think Rusev and RVD knew how the match was going to start. Because they oh. just started fighting each other in the corner yeah. while Damian Sandow was in the middle of the ring. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. That was weird. It was it was weird, but I you know how I feel about Battle Royales. Uh, I think that they are good every once in a while. We've had three in the last two months. Yep. Including the one at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh just pick a match. Yeah, I, I agree. I get that you don't want to do attorney and like have yep. everybody deal with all that, but like Make it smaller. Yep. Yep. Uh, this match ends with, uh, or near the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade Barrett, bad news Barrett, sorry, is being attacked by somebody. Bo Dallas eliminates them and then hugs Wade Barrett. <laughs> and then Wade Barrett tries to eliminate Bo Dallas, but Bo Dallas hangs on, staying in the match until the final three. That was great. Yes. I was so excited about that because that meant that they are really putting their faith behind Bo I agree. Dallas. I absolutely agree. Because that's their two, well, that's one of their top guys. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, and a guy who I think they would see potential in with Rusev, mm-hmm. but they don't know where to put him yet. I agree. But Rusev and Reigns squaring off? Dude. That was pretty cool. That was crazy. 
that was like a hard hitting match. Yes, and the double spear earlier in the match. I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to point that out because that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Because it's impressive to see him do that spear on one person. Yep. Because people sell that really, really well. But when he does it on two and it looks that good, I mean, that has to be mentioned. That's like crazy. Yep. So uh, Reigns wins when he gets Rusev out on the corner. Yeah. Rusev is fighting back, but then Reigns hits the Superman punch, and now he's in the Money in the Bank match. Awesome. Uh, Brian says he's gonna win. Yeah. So oh, everybody's gonna win. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What if one person gets the World Heavyweight Championship and the other <laughs> gets the WWE Championship? Perfect. Then we can have a brand split again. Oh, my God. Then, oh, maybe if that happens, we can bring back the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, <laughs> we hit a, a Cena promo that's all laughs. Yep. Uh, and a missed opportunity to use a middle finger, right? Well, I mean, they're not going to have him do the middle finger. I guess. Uh, after that promo, mm-hmm. which was dumb, uh, we hit Cameron against Paige. Uh, a lot of slapping by Cameron to Paige. Yeah. And then Paige wins with a scorpion cross lock called paid time off. Yep. Uh, Cameron takes paid time off. Yep. I don't, I don't know. They, they had her going so hot and yeah. now they're just putting her against the total diva. I, I feel like they just have nothing kind of going. So it's like, ah, whatever. Um, they're, they're kind of focusing on other stuff. Not, not everything's going to be main event caliber. I whatever. get it. I get it. We have a gold dust promo backstage where Byron Saxon says, Hey, have you met your new partner yet? And gold dust says, Ooh, yeah, I met him and he's everything you want him to be. <laughs> and then he walks away. I love creepy gold dust. Yep. Me too. They, they haven't had him been. Creepy Gold Dust in like Mm-mm. eight months. I love Creepy Gold Dust. Gold Dust comes out. Yes. And he is debuting his new partner. Pff, lights out. Pff, Stardust. I love it. Stardust comes out back to it. the back to the camera and he's feeling all the stars. And then he turns around, his glove has stars, and then he opens to reveal Cody Rhodes dressed as a uh mock gold dust. And his name is Stardust. And he has weird contacts. Yes. And um they're going against Rybaxel and uh they win very fast. Cody Rhodes wins with a move that's called Diamond Dust. Uh, hmm. That is the name of the actual move that he hit. They didn't announce it, but it's a um, of course it's a flip. It's a flipping corner stunner. Huh. Diamond Dust is uh, a move from Japan, and I'm not going to be able to credit who came up with it. I apologize because the guy who came up with it. I know you're listening to this. Sorry. Maybe might have been Masada Tanaka. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, but I think that their team name, Gold Dust. Stardust. Mm-hmm. They're both roads. Yeah. Dusty Their team Rhodes. name, Dusty Roads. I mean, if they're smart. Dusty Roads! That'd be awesome! Dusty Roads! Hey, what I was the happiest about was that Cody Rhodes was doing things he'd never done or hasn't yep. done in a long time since I've been watching. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy to see a, like, fleshing out of his moveset. Right. Um, or introducing some new stuff into, uh, into his, like, yep. repertoire. Sorry, sorry you lost, Rybaxel. But that's the breaks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the main event was Cena and Kane in a stretcher match. Cena wins by AA and Kane onto the stretcher. There's interference by Ambrose Rollins, all that stuff. I didn't care for this match. Anything of note? No, I just, like, we, we talked about how we don't like it. Yep. So, there you whatever. go. Let's take a, we got a few minutes. Let's take some emails. Yeah. Uh, this one actually comes from Tumblr by Landshark Grinder. Ooh. He asks, reactivate the Cruiserweight Championship for Hornswoggle Torito feud? Yes or no? No, now. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, then. Yes. Uh, a week ago, yes. Uh, no more championships, please. Please. Uh, we have people emailing us about the uh, the releases and what they think about them. This comes from Adrian P. I'm really surprised that Evan Bourne was still under contract. He was a favorite of mine during a time when I had uh, when I was ready to stop watching. But I wonder if they just don't have a place for him, even with NXT. I feel like they don't. I feel no. like they have Adrian Neville, and that's going to be their high flyer. Yeah. 
Yoshitatsu was uh, was a given seeing as even when he debuted, there was nothing for him to do. Plus, WWE is a really bad record of underutilizing or giving bad gimmicks to Asian talent, such as Jimmy Wang Young, Kenjiro Suzuki, uh, thinking, uh, I think that was his name. Yeah, it's, uh, Ken Suzuki, yeah. I think. Uh, Kenzo Suzuki Kenzo, was his yeah. name. Uh, there was a rap that John Cena did when Kenzo Suzuki was uh, feuding with him on SmackDown, and he came out. Kenzo Suzuki would come out with, God, I think her name was Himiko, and I think, and she had like all white face and everything, like oh, a geisha. Yeah, the geisha. And thing. then uh, John Cena said something about helping her out with that white face. John Cena cut a promo about coming on somebody's face. Yeah. So there you go. Also, in 2005, that Raw that we watched, he made like two gay jokes really like close to each other. Yeah. That was weird. Brodus Clay, I honestly feel bad for because he had become popular, and I still don't know why they decided to give it to Xavier Woods and stick him in NXT. Uh, that's a good, yep. Yeah. Camacho, I haven't had a chance to see, but I know y'all were waiting for WWE to give him a better gimmick. Hopefully he will find a place and give, yep, I agree. I hope he does find something better. Yeah. I really do. Uh, Bill, lovable Bill. Yeah, Bill. Hey guys, the bit with N- with Mr. NXT has to be the funniest thing I've seen in a long time and I loved it. Also, thoughts on all the releases WWE. Really sad to see some of the NXT people go, especially Camacho, who I felt WWE really shit the bed on. I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's like the number one guy that I really feel like bummed out about. Me too. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I feel like, is a guy who also didn't get uh, a shake. But I also feel like I'm probably looking back on his chosen one gimmick with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Because I feel like even then, I wasn't really watching that much, but I was aware. Yeah. And he wasn't really doing anything for me. No. I just know that he's more talented than they gave him credit for recently. I agree Um, with that. So that's a bummer. JTG wasn't doing anything. I feel like there's probably just a lot of guys backstage who were just... Looking to collect a paycheck, not looking to be on the show. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. That, yeah. Uh, and you just, I have a feeling we're going to see some more cuts before the year's up, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was really surprised about Teddy Long being cut just because I Yo, figured— why? why? I think with him, he probably just left. I think it was like, hey, I've been with this company since 1998. Yeah. And it's about time I just— Rumor is that Vicky Guerrero is going to be gone next week. Uh, her contract is apparently ending. Oh, okay. I don't want to get too dirt sheety. I'm sorry, guys. No, I, I, I know. I know we try to avoid it, but just so you know, I think that's what this Vicky Guerrero stuff is leading up to. Mm-hmm. I think her contract's up. I think she's just kind of like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um. So I think she's just going to go. Yeah. I mean, they don't need her anymore, and now she's just kind of like hanging around. Yep. Uh, but I've heard that they've been trying to cut a lot of unnecessary expenses. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. That's it. Uh. This next one's from Hunter. Hunter M. 3MB being broken up is definitely the biggest news for me. It just sucks to see a group disband with no with no on-screen time ending besides the Shield completely destroying them this past Monday. Yeah, but they get destroyed every week. Yeah. I mean, come on. Especially after two months of Raw and SmackDown spots and two pretty decent pay-per-view rolls. I agree. I definitely agree. Yep, the, the same can... The same can be said about Camacho. I will miss him in his khaki pants. Aww. I'll miss him. I won't miss his khaki pants. I just really feel like that guy can do something. Um... His brother is in Bullet Club in Japan, in New Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar, you guys should definitely be checking out Bullet Club. Holy mm. fucking shit. It's like the coolest thing going in New Japan. Oh, is it? Um, Prince Devitt uh, started a group and became a heel, and he started a thing called Bullet Club mm. with a bunch of guys who were just kind of like around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like him, or it was him, he left. AJ Styles is in Bullet Club now. Him, uh, what's his name? Uh... Well, the Young Bucks are there. Uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, who we've seen a couple of times at PWG years oh, ago. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Bad Luck Fale, um, and, uh, what's it, uh, uh, Camacho's brother, and I can't remember his name. Faku or something? 
No, fuck you. <sighs> Thanks, Brian. And um, <laughs> and uh, Luke Gallows. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that that's where he ended up. So uh, check out Bullet Club. They have like they have a professional wrestling shirt that I would fucking buy. Really? Yeah. The Young Bucks wear it all the time, and it's just like this big circle Bullet Club thing with like the New Japan logo on like the arm, but it has like this skull and guns and shit. Oh yeah. And it, it's all black with like white. It just nice. looks like a, it looks like a band T-shirt. I got to start watching New Japan. Pro. It's New Japan. Hey, you know what? We should get together and watch some New Japan sometime. It's a lot of fun, and it's crazy. Let's do it after New Japan show. is just bananas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, you're more than welcome. Come over, watch some New Japan at my yep. house. Garrett says you guys can come over. Yeah. His address is. <laughs> um. Amar says, wow, the guy who brought three Jinder Mahal signs to Raw is probably super depressed. I'm really surprised that they released Camacho. After the way you guys kept building him up, I thought WWE Creative was really going to revamp his character. What happened is that we know that WWE Creative listens to this, yeah. and they think all of our ideas are bad. Well, But WWE Creative, you gotta listen. We had good ideas. Here's the thing. We had a falling out with WWE That's creative. That's true. We told them to push Bo Dallas uh-huh. out of NXT, uh-huh. and they didn't really like it. They tried it, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, he'll be seven and Bo, but, you know, we're just not going to listen to anything else we say nope. for the next month. So. Yep. So we we couldn't save him. We're sorry. on probation. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, I'm not surprised the release of Oksana, though. The injury she gave to Naomi was a pretty bad botch, and a couple of weeks ago, she dropped a knee on Nikki's throat. That looked pretty bad as well. 3MB was the biggest surprise, though. I agree. That really was a really big surprise. Yeah. I mean, maybe we were way more hot on it than other people were. But they were on TV week to week to week yeah. to week. And they had two pre-show pay-per-view matches that yep. were, I I think, some of the best ways to get the show started. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe that's just, ex- they didn't need that anymore. Or they wanted to bring up, what I see this as, and what I hope this is, is a way to bring up new talent i agree and and i think that you're gonna see a lot of that yeah because you, you gotta have roster spots for neville and zane and all these other people that people want to see so this is this is how it works we have like three three or four if not more people who have been brought up in the past six months yep. who are on the roster now so yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah but what are half of them doing yeah nothing what's xavier woods doing yeah well i mean you know what i mean yeah or rusev who's just in squash matches just like yeah. roses in uh, squash yeah matches, exactly so. this uh we'll take this last email from lloyd p so I'm writing in because I got a lot of feelings about the announcement of the newly released talent. First off, there's one cardinal rule, cardinal and sacred rule that WWE broke right off the bat that they hindered gender. You never hinder gender. Don't. 3MB is donezo. <laughs> <laughs> so as of right now, anything can happen. I don't know why they would release him unless they're planning on giving Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre a bigger push. Hey man, they released Drew McIntyre. Oh shoot. Sorry, Lloyd. Too early. Also, holy shit. Why did Camacho get released? He was just coming into his own. I'm ha- I'm hoping that he gets a good deal with New Japan and joins up with his brother in Bullet Club. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Me and Lloyd, same page, sort of. He's got tons of potential, and hopefully another company will pick him up. I think you'll see a lot of these people on the indies, and I think yeah. he's one of them. I was really surprised by Oksana getting let go, considering that she's actually not that bad of a wrestler, but I guess they couldn't find a spot for her on the roster, and the America-hating diva role is getting kind of getting filled by Lana. That's true. Yeah. I don't see Lana really as a diva, but I guess that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, I don't think she's going to wrestle. No. I think she's just there for reset. She's a reset. Yep. Yeah. I could go on and on about Evan, about how Evan Bourne, Yoshitatsu, and Brodus Clay totally could have gone to great heights in WWE if things worked out a bit better with timing because they're all solid workers, but there's one key question that needs to be addressed. If you take anything from this email, please let it be this. How the fuck does JTG still have a job? Hey, Lloyd. 
Guess what? <laughs> Finally, JTG does not have a contract with WWE. I, I'm honestly glad that... Uh, I'm not glad he got fired, but I'm glad something happened because I'm so fucking tired of JTG jokes. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you guys. So, we did it. Brian, another show in the books. That's another go-home show. A little overtime, as usual. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel about this episode? I really enjoyed this episode. It That's was, great. It was good to talk about uh, the releases and people's uh, losing their jobs. Yep. Next week, we won't talk so much about releases or people losing their jobs. We will be looking forward to Money in the Bank. Absolutely. We'll be, uh, be looking at the grand scope of uh, who's going to be in the Money in the Bank World Heavyweight Championship match. I'm, I keep calling it that, but I know it's WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Whatever. Yeah. Um. When you guys see who's all in it, email us, hit mm-hmm. us up on Twitter, hit us up on Tumblr, all that stuff. Let us know who you think's going to win. You can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at gohomeshow. Uh, on Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. Uh, again, if you just want to listen to the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash ericbedour. But always, if you can, go to iTunes, rate and subscribe. Leave a, leave a rating and re- leave a little review that says, hey, these guys are best friends and I'm so glad that WWE listens to this show. They got really, These guys really have an inside track on yeah. what's going on. They we're, got their finger on the pulse. We're professional wrestling journalists. Yeah. The way, that's what we're going to be called now. Guys, it, leave a review and talk about what great wrestling journalists we are because we're the same. We're the same uh-huh. as video game journalists. Absolutely. We are, we are journalists of something that we enjoy until the company that we like hires us and then we just buy the company line and that's it. Absolutely. So there you go. Brian, another episode in the book. Anything you want to tell anyone? Y'all can't say here, but y'all got to go home. Uh.